Hi, my name is Mike Klanick. I'm the CEO of Grapo, and you're listening to The App Guy. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. It's me, your host, I'm Paul Kemp, and this is the podcast where we get literally the most inspiring app developers, people that are involved in the app world, and we get them because they inspire us to to basically do great things. And uh, it's a podcast that's really focused on the positivity in the app world and just learning about what other people are doing. Now, uh, you'll know that I am a runner. I love um, running. I used to actually run marathons as well. And uh, at one point when I was running a marathon, I uh, got to maybe about 15 and 16 miles and then just completely and utterly run out of, of energy. I uh, couldn't, couldn't believe it. And then eventually ate some um, jelly babies and it just completely changed me and I got more energy and I finished the uh, marathon and then I was looking um, at some of the apps and uh, there's just a wonderful app called uh, Fuel My Run, Fuel My Run and we've and I are lucky to get the founder and the developer behind this app, uh, his name is Mark Kennedy and so Mark it's a warm welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hi Paul, thanks very much for having me. Oh, it's great you're you're on, and uh, yeah, the fuel might run. I love the idea of where the iPhone has taken us. I could have used that app when I was running my marathon, and it genuinely, I you know, this wall that we all talk about. I, when I hit it, I, I just couldn't believe how it, almost immediately my energy fell off uh, the cliff, and uh, and yet to to have an app to help me, you know, like with that whole process would have been just a. a absolutely perfect so tell us a little bit about what gave you the inspiration for the app you know what let's start off mark tell us a bit about you personally your background and what got you into this whole game of app development sure um so yeah thanks for the introduction there um i basically i mean um for my day job i actually work in the finance world um but uh, in university i studied at simon fraser university in vancouver british columbia and canada Exercise, kinesiology, and I've always had a passion for um, for that type of thing. Um, and I actually worked as an exercise physiologist um, and, and trainer, and worked with athletes and injured workers um, for a bit after university. And then, um, but I always had interest in the finance world as well. So, um, I'll take a really long story and make it a little bit shorter for the podcast. <laughs> but eventually, yeah. I. I got a job in the finance world, and that's where I've worked for probably the last, um, oh, geez, probably 12, 12 years, 14 years. Um, but again, I've always had a passion for exercise and sport and sports science. So um, in 2009, I was actually living in London, England, uh, close to, to your neck of the woods there uh, with my wife. And um, she works in uh, e-commerce, and uh, my brother was actually living in London at the time as well, and worked for a digital uh, marketing agency. So they were telling me, you know, hey, you're 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 still into this, you know, fitness and sports and running. Why don't you start a blog? You should start a blog. So um, my brother helped me code up a a website, and of course, I screwed it up many times because you know it was it wasn't on WordPress or anything. It was you know pure HTML. 
while. So I'd go in there every you know week or so to, to do a, a blog post update and then have to call my brother and tell him I messed up the website. <laughs> but uh, anyways, eventually we got it moved over to WordPress and things got a lot easier for me. Um, so anyways, I've been running a blog um, on health and fitness and running, nutrition, etc. called healthynomics.com since 2009. Um, and part of that blog, I, I run a podcast as well. Um, and I, I talk a lot, probably, oh, probably about 60-70% of my posts are on running because I am an avid runner. Um, so when we were living in the UK in, in 2008, I ran my first marathon in Dublin, Ireland. And I had a similar story to you. I got to about the 30-kilometer mark and my wife was waiting for me there. And uh, as I approached, and she looked at me and said, "Are you okay?" And I said, "Not really." Uh, and my face was white. I was, I had no energy left, nothing left in the tank. And uh, I managed to grind it out to the finish. And you know, I was, I was pleased with myself. I got through my first marathon. But um, a couple years later, I, you know, after I, I think it took me two years to recover. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, not sure about you and your marathon experience, but. I, I was stupid enough to sign up for another one and got a running coach um, who really helped me with my training um, and also emphasized fueling um, and how important fueling is for the marathon, especially that distance, because um, as anyone who's run a few marathons, uh, you'll, you'll probably know that your body's only really got enough fuel to get you through you know, about an hour and a half to two hours of running. After that, you know, your, your glycogen stores really start to deplete. Um, so I learned about fueling and I really geeked out about what to do. I had a spreadsheet with all these things and I really mapped out my race, you know, where I was going to fuel and, and when and I practiced my fueling strategy. And, um, anyways, I improved my race time, um, uh, in the Toronto marathon, uh, by about 45 minutes. And, uh, I, I did train smarter and better, I think, but I attribute a lot to fueling properly. Um, again, my wife was at the 30K mark, and she saw me, and she was like blown away. I had much more balance in my step. I felt better. The race was just more enjoyable, and um, like I mentioned, I, I crushed my personal best. So um, the idea for my app, Fuel My Run, sort of came from my own personal experiences, you know, realizing how important fueling was and how much it, it helped me. And, and I've used, and I was well aware of, you know, there's tons of running apps out there. Um, but none of them really had a fueling component to them. Um, so that's sort of where the idea came from. It was really an idea that uh, it's sort of the tool I wish I had um, for my marathon training. So, this, uh, yeah, that's sort of where the idea came from. Yeah, absolutely inspirational story, Mark. Thank you very much. I mean, that's excellent. The fact that, you know, I, I hope you weren't running around with your spreadsheet or your, your laptop with the, in your hand <laughs> whilst you were <laughs> trying to refuel. Uh, uh, just picking up on some bits of your story, I have to talk about Simon Fraser University because I actually lived there for um, a summer. Uh, oh, wow. And uh, when I was living in Vancouver for a while after uni, and I loved it. What a beautiful campus. Uh, it's a little bit out of the way for Vancouver. I remember the bus uh, into Vancouver and then having to swap halfway. I think the trams, that was it, where you throw the money into the uh, the, the tram there. Um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's actually, well, in sort of a suburb of Burnaby, as you're aware. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's beautiful campus. You're up in the mountains, but uh, 
you know, unfortunately, Vancouver gets a lot of rain in the winter. So, you know, you can also be stuck up in the clouds on, at times as well. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of a location to actually be a, have a healthy lifestyle and get into running, then I can see why, you, you know, you are uh, an avid runner and enjoy it. So uh, the other thing I, I'd like to pick up on is the fact that you are like many of the Appster tribe listening to this right now in that you uh, are pursuing your app development as a side project almost because I'm guessing you're still working uh, in finance. So, Correct. Yeah, so you're doing this on the side and it, and it must be just such an inspirational relief from work to do something so creative as to, just to generate you know, an app. And, and also there's not enough, there's not the same amount of pressure on you, I guess, because you're, you've got an income. So that you can just do it for, I guess, a bit of fun and also that, you know, there's not this, this big expectation to, to have a, um, you know, a certain revenue from the, your app after a short amount of time. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I mean, of course, I'd love my app to do well and, <clears throat> excuse me, for it to, um, you know, a lot of people to download it and purchase it. But, um, yeah, that's just it. Um, I don't have the pressure of, you know, it has to succeed. Uh, for me, it's a, it's a creative outlet. Um, and I want other people, other runners to realize the benefits of fueling. And um, hopefully I can, you know, help some other people beat their marathon or half marathon times. Um, <clears throat> I guess I should clarify too. Um, I'm not a you know a coder or developer, so I think there's probably a lot of people who have ideas for apps that think that they they can't do it. But I actually uh, outsourced all the you know the coding and all the all the technical work to someone else. So really, it was my idea, and I just hashed out some drawings and came up with sort of the, the flow of the app. But uh, you know, all the back end stuff obviously was done uh, by someone with a lot more technical knowledge than than I have. Well, that, that is fantastic as well, because again, I go back to the fact that, you know, it's a great way of building an app. You know, you've got your job, uh, you've got, obviously you're focused on that, but in, in terms of a creative outlet, you, you uh, have the ability to spend uh, your own money so you don't have to get a loan out or you don't have to go to joint venture partners, capital capitalist, uh, venture capitalist firms to get sort of startup funding. You can do this, uh, I guess, as a bootstrapped operation. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, you know, you've got a great app that you enjoy anyway. So uh, I just like the idea of, um, yeah, doing that. And then, you know, you never know, it it may get bought out by Apple or Google uh, at some point, you know, given the whole emphasis on health and fitness at the moment. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I just love working on it. Um, and of course, you know, using my own money, you've also you got to be careful too, because you know it's easy to get into the the game of you know the features game. You know, you look at some of the other big running apps like RunKeeper and uh, Strava and Map My Run and Runtastic, etc. You know, they've all got a lot of money and probably venture capital behind them. Um, so it's it's easy to get caught up in that game, like oh, I need this feature and I need this feature and I need it right now. Um, but for me, this is just going to be a, a slow progression. Um, you know, I'm going to add more bells and whistles as we go along. Um, and I actually did a survey. I collected about 200 or 250 emails. I initially had the idea and, and put it out there. So I got a lot of idea of what people were looking for in apps and which features they thought were important. So, um, you know, I, I just have to be careful that I'm not adding all these features too soon because, you know, it, obviously spending money to outsource people to that in the development aspect. So um, you just have to watch your, your money. So, Mark, I've got this uh, idea. Maybe what we could do is that I know that there are people listening right now 
that call the Appster tribe that are working, you know, maybe in your position and have a great idea for an app. Uh, so let's go through maybe using your own experience. What are the best things for them to start focusing on? So, so I'm guessing that um, you had the idea, you had your spreadsheet, you knew pretty much roughly what, what you wanted the app to do. Uh, what was the first sort of few weeks uh, once you decided that you are going to build an app? What, can you talk us through like your process, your thinking of, of how you actually went from that idea to then uh, t talking with developers? Sure. Um, I actually first um, used, I think I used a website or a, a, a software called Unbounce, which builds landing pages. You can, they have landing page templates. Um, you can, you know, really nicely design. So I, I set one of those up and just put a little blurb of what I'm doing, what the idea was. And I said, if you want to be amongst the first to find out about Fuel My Run when it comes out, um, you know, just give me your email and, and I'll let you know. And I sent that around to a lot of my contacts I have, um, you know, in the online running space, an email that's some, to some of my own um, personal contacts. Uh, I also did um, a little Facebook ad campaign just targeting people um, who followed maybe, you know, Runner's World, just you're targeting runners. So I probably had, uh, like I said earlier, maybe 250 people or so on this email list. And as part of the um, autoresponder, I sent them a survey. And uh, in the survey, I asked them, um, I think, eight to ten questions, you know, asked them which running apps they currently use. Um, I asked them if they currently have a fueling plan, uh, if not, why. Um, asked them about features they thought were, you know, essential for any sort of running app. Um, so I had a list of eight to ten questions, and then with that, I, I was really able to nail down, okay, do I have anything here, or, you know, is this idea worth pursuing or not? So um, that's where I started, and once I sort of got that confirmation um, that this idea had some legs and, and people um, would find it useful, that's when I finally decided to, um, you know, hire a developer and uh, get the, the app rolling. Yeah, I'd love to go through, like, that process, but let's just break that down for people right now then. So, sure. uh what what a great idea. The first takeaway that I'm learning from this is don't go ahead and just build something that you think people want, but actually get some kind of market validation and a survey, you know, initially before even uh, putting a, the first piece of code down is, is an excellent idea. I know I, in the past I've used Google Drive, which has uh, Google surveys on there and yes. uh, it accumulates all the survey responses and puts it into a spreadsheet, which is excellent automatically. So I know I've used that software. What, what software did you use for the survey? I actually use Google Drive or Google Docs as well. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. So uh, obviously it's a good piece of, uh, piece of software. Yeah, it's there. free and it... Um yeah, it's great. Yeah, and it's my wife works for Google, so uh, I have to support her. <laughs> yeah, well, and oh, that's great. But but uh, I know that you can also, what I've learned you can do is you can embed that into your own website. So you can just take the survey, uh, grab the embed code, and then throw it into your own website. So you can then direct people to your own website, but a specific page for the survey, um, which is excellent. So then you've got these responses. You've kind of figured out roughly what people are looking for. I'm guessing that... Um, that then led to quite a feature-rich type app. So you had to take what you thought were the most reasonable kind of requests for what people want and then try and get roughly an idea of a streamlined version for the app. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I basically looked at 
you know, the common sort of top three features, which um, for most runners, at least the runners on my list, were, um, you know, they needed accurate time and distance. Um, map, surprisingly, wasn't um, that essential. I mean, a lot of people like it. Um, and actually, I, I find myself, I don't find myself looking at the map of my route that I run that often. But I, most runners definitely want time and distance. Um, split times uh, are nice to have. Um, and those are sort of the, the big things that um, they want. And then other bells and whistles, like the ability to share you know, on Twitter and Facebook, um, those are sort of secondary down the list. Um, one thing that I found with mine is that there's, you know, there's so many huge running apps out there. For instance, RunKeeper, which is one of the, the biggest. So they have an API. So I decided instead of, you know, essentially just building my own app and having it stand on its own legs, I actually initially um, tapped into their API. So anyone who used uh, Fuel My Run could also automatically sync their account and their running details on my app into their fuel my or sorry their runkeeper account which is huge cuz that's you know probably one one of the items of resistance people are going to have they're like yeah I like your app but you know I use runkeeper and that's all my runs are on there and that's where I'm staying um, so runkeeper is actually really super supportive of me they actually featured my app on their connected apps page for a while and they let me run a little banner on their website. So, uh, and I also actually did a, a guest blog post on the Runkeeper website. So they were um, super, uh, super supportive of me. So yeah, I just want to uh, get grab that there because I think there's something a really important and powerful lesson for us all to learn from your experience there, which is that there inevitably are some of the bigger apps out there which you know are the most widely used, uh, and that shouldn't put us off of going sort of a little bit more niche into what those apps don't support because a big app it normally has uh, gaps where you know people want extra features or want certain things and they just don't like the usability of the app and and so to have a smaller kind of I guess a smaller more focused app that solves some of those uh, missing issues then that that's um, you know really important yeah, exactly. I don't. I mean, I don't think you can be everything to everyone. So, um, I mean, there's no way I'm going to compete on features with um, some of the cool stuff that you know Runkeeper and Strava are doing. So um, that's that's not what I intend to do. So I, like you said, it's sort of a more of a niche app for for runners that run you know anything from a half marathon and up. And um, yeah, I've actually gotten some really neat feedback from people that uh, do those type of races and. Um, yeah, so, it, so you don't so, yeah. need to. Mark, Mark, let's talk about then the, the time then you uh, you decided to appoint a developer then because that's the big minefield for a lot of people working here. You know, I've done that before as well. It's important that you get the right relationship, but it's it's you know I guess our first stop is Google, and when you start Googling for a da an app developer, it's just a big headache and it's a really challenging thing to do. Uh, how did you go about that process? Yeah, I basically, it was, it was pretty easy for me just only because um, one of my brother's best friends, um, I followed him on Google+. I had seen him at a, a friend's stag party a few months prior. He was traveling in Brazil at the time, and I saw a Google Plus update from him. And uh, he's basically saying, I just released my new fitness app. Um, 
it was a seven-minute workout app, and he's, he's done very well with it. And so I emailed him immediately. I said, hey, uh, Dave, how did, you, how did you develop this app? You know, I, I have this app idea myself, but I have no idea how to get started. So he basically told me about the development team that he used, and he hired them out of Elance, and he um, you know, interviewed them and everything and was happy with their work and their, their communication um, and their, their English and everything. So, um, I, I mean, I know Dave very well, and he's a, you know, one of my brother's best friends, so I put a lot of trust in his uh, knowledge, and he's also a, sort of a computer science type guy. So um, I trusted Dave, and I, I went to the developers and um, went back and forth with some emails saying, this is what I want to do. You know, first of all, do you, do you guys get what I'm doing? And then secondly, um, is this you know, something you can do? Um, here's the, the timeline I kind of have. This is sort of how much I want to spend. Um, so that's sort of how it all went down for me. Great. And so that's Elance, I guess, dot com. And uh, I'm guessing that uh, most of the developers are probably in India or uh, the Philippines. Was it India that you decided to? Mine's actually in the Ukraine. Oh, the Ukraine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great for you. <laughs> right. Okay. So when you said English, yeah, that's, um, and so you've gone with a developer in the Ukraine. Uh, and so what was it like working with a Ukrainian developer? They've actually, they've been fantastic. Um, yeah, again, you know, there's always some worry, like their, their grasp of English, but, uh, the people I was sort of the project manager, he was fantastic. They were very responsive. Um, they always sort of kept to their budgets. You know, they said they're going to do something or add a feature, and you know, they they gave me a timeline and they said this how much it's going to cost or how much we think it'll cost. Um, we worked using an hourly uh, wage, which I know there's you know some people would say don't do that, do a you know a fixed a fixed fee type thing. But um, there's different ways you can do it. But um, my experience has been uh, fantastic. I've got you know. I would recommend them uh, to anyone who wants to get in touch with me. Right. Well, excellent. I'll put that on the show notes as well, should, should anybody want uh, that referral. So, uh, okay, so then you start working with them. They, I'm guessing that you then um, sketched out an, uh, the app idea. Did you use any prototyping tools online or any um, wireframe tools? I did. I used a wireframe um, a tool or a website, and I can't recall the name. I know there's tons of them out there. Um, so I used that for some initial initial mockups. Um, I also just did some drawings myself um, and sent those in. So I don't I think people should you know not be afraid just to draw it out, um, you know, scan it and send it in by um, or just take a picture of it and email your developer. Um, and I also just looked at a lot of other apps, you know, and sent them. Say, hey, there's you know this app's got this feature or this page, and you know I really like this. Can you know I'd like to do something like this or or an, an iteration of um, of this feature. So, um, just sort of pull from all the apps you've seen and and the things you like and dislike, and, and use that um, to help your developer get a better sense of what you want to do. And um, you know, really be clear with your developer because if if you leave anything vague, you know they're they're not gonna they can't read your mind. So you've got to be really clear as to what you want. Yeah, Mark, one of the uh, other challenges is graphics. And I noticed your website, beautiful graphics, very impactful and modern looking, you know, and, and a lovely website. And uh, it's fuelmyrun.com. Fuel uh, how did you go about the images and the graphic work? Was that through the Ukrainian developer or did you go elsewhere for that? 
Um, are you talking about the the actual picture of the runner on the website? Yeah, just all the images and the graphics that you had to work with to you know like the uh, the also the logo for the app, the splash screen, oh. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the icon, uh, the app icon, I actually used uh, ninety nine designs. Right. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, you reminded me of all these things I did. Wow, there was a lot of work. <laughs> There's been a huge amount of work, and the reason um, I'm sorry to go so specific, but it's no, just, no. it just—it sounds like a wonderful journey. And you've you've done this from the perspective that you've not been in the app world, but you have this idea and you've followed it through. And it just seems like you've not hit any obstacles or any big roadblocks, you know, along the way. You've you've done everything methodical and. I'm guessing you probably had a spreadsheet as well that you were working through at some point, like, you know, timelines. And uh, it just, it seems like a project that's gone really exceptionally well for you. Yeah, it's gone well, um, you know, up until, you know, the hard part I found, probably the hardest part uh, with an app is the marketing and getting the word out there. Um, You know, my launch day, I think, was December 6th of, of 2013, so it hasn't been out for a year. And um, you know, you're always expecting this you know, massive influx of people who buy your app. And I had a little bit of press. You know, there was a press release. Um, I got uh, featured a little article in TechCrunch, which was great. Um, so that pushed some downloads. But um, there's, you know, it's always never kind of what you think. So you gotta set your expectations because um, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. Um, so that's sort of one of the, been the challenging part is just the marketing and trying to you know get the word out there about this app and get people to try it. Um, I also there's a little blurb on Lifehack, which again was great, um, but those aren't necessarily my targeted audience. Um, you know, they're people that are sort of techy, but they're not necessarily uh, runners, um, and, and runners is who I target. So that's sort of the challenging part for me is it's the marketing end. Yeah, Mark, I would say that uh, that's really the emphasis behind this podcast was for me to find out about uh, the marketing of apps. And uh, we've had some guests in the past who have come up with some really good ideas with regards to marketing, but it all uh, supports the launch. You know, there are other uh, guests that we've had, startup founders who have had a lot of money from venture capitalists uh, that... uh, They've gone through incubators that, you know, they've, they've had two years of the creation of the app and supported by VC money. Uh, and then they launch uh, to what they think is going to be a big fanfare. And they get, a, you know, a mention in TechCrunch and a few downloads. And then that's it. And it, it kind of withers away. Uh, and, and it's really frustrating. And then, of course, you know, initially, your, you know, lack of the lack of reviews. It's, it's really hard to get reviews, people to review stuff. Uh, and then if there's any kind of bug or any um, initial crash, then you usually end up getting complaints, you know, through one star, two stars. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It, so, yeah, the launch and the marketing is is one of the biggest challenges I think app developers face. Yeah, it's hard. And I'm not a, you know, I'm not a marketing expert or, a, you know, even sort of a business expert. But um, it's just, you know, it takes time for me. Like you said, you don't want the app just to come out and fizzle and go away. So for me, it's just a long-term thing. Uh, again, I don't have the pressure of this being sort of my only um, source of income or anything, far from it. So um, for me, it's just, it's a long-term thing. I want to make this a, a very useful app. And if it takes a couple years, then um, you know that's fine by me. 
Yeah, it almost is the theme of this podcast because we talked about that early on, which is the fact that, you know, you've come into this without the pressure of, uh, you know, meeting uh, a, a somebody who's investing heavily in your company and wants a return pretty quickly. You know, you don't have... Yeah. Um, we, we've spoken, I've personally spoken with startup founders who found that the whole process of raising money is a complete uh, nightmare and it's you know, a roller coaster ride and you know they're sick to their stomach when they have a meeting and they have to tell the uh, the investors that they've lost a lot of the money or the money's being burned <laughs> and, uh, yeah I c- couldn't imagine yeah. that <laughs> uh, and then they're relying so heavily on the, you know the launch of the app and uh, the initial downloads and uh, so um, yeah well there's a lot to learn one one of the episodes I'm thinking of that's uh, I think very useful uh, for gaining an insight into um, a launch strategy is with Andreas Cabanis um, and if you can uh, if you're listening now and you want to go and find that episode it's uh, just search in my search box for Andreas Cabanis and it was about aligning yourself with um, someone who's got a big uh, social media following and a big list and he was behind uh, a paleo app uh, called Caveman Feast. Um, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with um, Andreas. Actually, I think I, I actually followed his his biking blog when I lived in London, and um, I also listened to the podcast with uh, with you. And uh, I've also interviewed uh, Abel James, who um, is one of the people he partnered up with for um, I think the Paleo app, and I think there's um, uh, a smoothie app as well, something to that effect. Yes, yes, that's wonderful. It's a small world. I know in the pre-chat we were talking a lot about the people that we kind of know and uh, it's a lot of overlap there. So that's interesting. Uh, I just found his strategy probably um, among the, all the different people I've heard the most interesting because there was a specific launch strategy, uh, getting people uh, you know um, excited about the app before uh, doing the promo codes uh, before Apple had even approved the app. And uh, then they had that wild day where it ended up going into the top of the charts. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's amazing. He's definitely um, got app experience and the marketing end uh, down. So he's definitely someone, for, if they're interested in developing an app and want to learn about the marketing and launch aspect, I should check uh, check out your episode with him. Yeah, wonderful. Now, Mark, um, there's a uh, we're getting towards the end of the podcast, but there are two more things that I typically ask uh, guests. And so we may run over a few minutes. Is that okay? Yeah, no problem. Great. Um, the first thing is that uh, we would love to know what apps you have on your smartphone. You know, we'd love to know about any one or two new apps that perhaps you think we've not come across that you find wildly useful. Um, let's see. I've got my phone in front of me here. Um, as far as a fitness and tracking app um one app that i really like and uh, <laughs> other than mine <laughs> is called uh, wahoo fitness uh w a h o o and they <clears throat> they initially developed um a bluetooth heart rate monitor um which i believe was the first sort of bluetooth heart rate monitor that synced up with any type of app um anyways they've got a really smart intuitive uh, app for any endurance athlete, and if you want to do heart rate um, monitoring without buying a $300 Garmin watch, the, um, the Wahoo app, you can get a um, heart rate monitor strap from them for like 60 or 70 bucks and uh, download their free app, and it basically turns your, your iPhone or your Android phone into um, you know, a real expensive heart rate monitor. 
Wonderful. Wow. What a great suggestion. I've never heard of that. And I'm interested already. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It does sound good. Well, now, and, um, what was the other? Another one I like, um, it's not in the fitness uh, or health uh, sector, but it's, uh, I really like clear, I think. Um, I don't know if you use that for lists, list building and tasks and that type of thing. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it, but I've never used it. But it certainly reminded me to have another look at it. Yeah, I think it's developed by uh, a team in the UK there. Um, but uh, well, yeah, it's one I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one that I really like. Um, and also, I mean, it's, it's fairly popular, but I think um, Strava, if you're, um, again, a, an endurance junkie, cyclist or runner, um, it's, it's crazy the things they can do in there. Like you, you can go out for a run and it'll um, monitor different sections of your particular run and compare you to everyone else uh, who's done that particular section of that run that you just did. And it'll rank you, you know, from one to whatever, a thousand. How amazing. Um, wow. Yeah. So it, it's really cool. So after you've done a few runs by your house, you'll start to see how you rank. And then you'll get to know actually people in your neighborhood, not face to face. Although I know a crazy story that that did happen, but you'll see people, the same people. And you're like, man, I can't, I can never beat that guy or that girl. You know, they're always, yeah. they're always beating me on that one hill or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, what that, I mean, it's just the next level of social social integration. Um, you're given that you're such an expert with um, running apps. I mean, I am uh, desperately look, looking for one that integrates with Spotify because I no longer have all my music on iTunes. Uh, mm, yeah, and uh, you know, like the Nike uh, running app, which is great, but I've only got like because it takes up so much memory. I've wiped all the uh, music off and I just live on Spotify, but I can't have the app running and Spotify at the same time. So we need some kind of app that integrates the two. Have you come across? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, No, I haven't. I, um, yeah, I don't listen to music that often when I run. I, if I listen to anything, I listen to podcasts. <laughs> right, okay. um, That's yeah, really motivating you. you. Hopefully, I'm, please tell me you're not listening to the App Guy podcast because that could be a, that could be the reason for the slow run. <laughs> no, I, I listen to all types of podcasts, but um, yeah, I just find the the music uh, it's sometimes too much clutter for my brain. I just like listening to um, you know a podcast, and I, that way I come home and I've gone for a good run and. Oftentimes, I'll surprise my wife with some of the new knowledge I've learned. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why I love podcasting is because that we can reach uh, people. uh, I'm pretty sure that someone is probably listening to to us right now who is running. And, uh, you know, it's just an excellent way to uh, reach out and connect with people because it's when you you get most engagement. You know, people are focused and, and especially running. You can concentrate and, and really focus on. So um, before we say goodbye, there is one more thing we love to do. And I have to sneak it in here because uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this chat. It's uh, where we ask you flat out, do you have any new app ideas? Anything that you, uh, whilst on a run, have come up with thinking that would be excellent? And, and maybe something that, you know, you're not potentially going to develop, but you just think is going to be, it would be a cool app. Um, one thing that comes to mind, actually, when I mentioned learning things on my run is having something where you know often I'm listening to a podcast and you're like wow that was whatever that person just said I need to remember that or I need to remember that website or something so it'd be it would be cool if you could just you know whatever apps running or you'd have a button on your phone and you can just press it 
and you can quickly record um, a voice memo to yourself um, so you can remember those things after your run because so many times I go for a run and often I do my best thinking when I'm out for an hour, hour and a half run. So it would be really cool if there was some sort of easy way to just, I don't know, press a volume, but I don't know, something and so you can remember these thoughts and things you want to remember from your runs. Oh, I love that idea, Mark. It's, uh, I mean, literally almost every day I have uh, like a, a complete sort of brainwave of an idea and I think... I've got to try and keep that in my head whilst I get to somewhere where I can record it. Normally, I go to my phone and, and try and put in the Evernote app, but of course, you, you know, it's a multitasking app. And you have, if you're running and you're you're using a running app, then you have to stop and you have to then switch over and open up. Yeah, exactly. Evernote. And so, I just think, what a wonderful idea! Uh, that I think you know, there is talk that the new iPhone there'll be better multitasking, and so. Uh, and I know certainly on Android phones, you can actually have um, uh, audio messages uh, on a screen w- within an app. So, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. But what a great idea. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's it, it's amazing that you come up with these amazing ideas and, and they flitter away so quickly if you don't uh, get them down. Yeah, exactly. And then it consumes your mind for the rest of your run. <laughs> yeah, what was that? I, I'm, I came up with this world beating app idea and i just can't remember it <laughs> yeah no exactly and then um another idea that i mean forms of this may already exist but an app which is really good because a lot of um runners um, not just professionals have coaches um but an app that you know like um like my app or run keeper but it, it somehow syncs real time with your coach and your coach can um look real time on their computer and basically coach you through your workout so they can see real time your heart rate um real time um you know if you're going up a grade or down a grade um how you're feeling all that type of thing would be really cool to get that sort of live interactive feedback and guidance from a from a coach yeah you know that is a, another awesome idea and i'm thinking back to a past episode with uh, joel bogus uh, who said exactly that same thing but not for health and fitness it was more for uh, consultancy and coaching uh, life coaching and um, uh, business coaching uh, and he said what wouldn't it be great because he you know basically consultants are still using kind of spreadsheets and uh, mm-hmm. you know and they're trying to track all their different clients and uh, all the needs and it just it's, it's a bit cluttered and so having you know almost real-time data from your clients so that uh, it's I just think for anything for running for whatever it is you're consulting on is an awesome idea it's absolutely fantastic and uh, yeah just, so we'll see <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, there you go. Mark, what a wonderful episode. I've learned so much. Thanks for going into so much detail about your app journey. Um, I personally wish you all the best with um, the uh, all the future app ideas that are going to be coming out of your mind. I'm sure that it's going to be, it's going to be hard to stay in finance and, and, and not make a switch if you, if you do want to end up developing a few more apps. But uh, let, tell us how best to reach out and connect with you. Uh- the best way is to, well, my blog is sort of where I spend most of my time. Uh, it's healthynomics.com. Um, and I have a podcast as well, which you can find links to various episodes on there. And then if there is runners out there and they want to check out my running app, um, just head over to fuelmyrunapp.com. Uh, or again, uh, just head over to iTunes and do a search for Fuel My Run and it should pop up there. 
Great. Well, wonderful, Mark. And I'm going to be putting uh, those links onto the show notes. And so people just go and check out theappguy.co and search for the episode with Mark Kennedy. Uh, yeah. And if anyone wants to um, email me as well, um, there's a contact form on my uh, Healthynomics site. Just just send me a message if they have any questions about um, my sort of app development uh, story and how I went about it um, and some recommendations for them. Um, by all means, just pop me an email. Great, Mark. Well, I'm gonna I'm heading over right now when we finish recording this uh, to your podcast, and I'm going to listen to it. And if it's, uh, I'm sure it's worthy. I'm going to leave you a five star review, and I encourage everybody else <laughs> listening right now because uh, it, it, you know, I mean, just as a, someone who's involved in being creative, sometimes it's hard to get you know reviews and people to leave reviews. And uh, anyway, so there you go. Um, thanks for joining us, Mark. What a wonderful evening uh, I've had chatting with you and. Uh, uh, I welcome you back anytime as you um, progress in your app journey. Well, thanks very much for having me, Paul. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast. <laughs>